Hey, it's Courtney. Welcome to episode number six of TCRG to CEO Radio. If it's your first time here, thanks for checking out the podcast. I'm your host, Courtney J. TCRG. And if you're joining us for another episode, welcome back and thanks for supporting the show. Today's episode is going to be a post-Aractas reflection, a little recap of my experience with my dancers at the 2018 New England Aractas. I'm someone that likes to sit back and analyze things, and hopefully you guys listening to this process will help other teachers do the same and figure out how the Aractas can help them take steps forward for the year ahead. If you've been listening to the show for the first few episodes, you guys know that we need intro music. I'm aware. I'm working on it. Hopefully the content that you're listening to makes it worth listening to it without an intro. And just a friendly reminder that you can join the TCRG to CEO Radio Facebook community. It's a closed group that listeners of the podcast can request to join, and each week When the podcast episode comes out, there's a post that you can engage on, and so far it's been great. It's been really inspiring and interesting to read everyone's dance stories from episode three. We've been talking about studio ownership and each of our unique backgrounds, and it's everything that I could want. I would hope that you will join us there if you are not on Instagram, where you can follow me at CourtneyJ underscore TCRG. So here's what we'll be covering in our post-Aractas reflection. I'd like to talk about the lead-up and build-up in the training process, where that starts and what it looks like, what being a teacher is like at these events. I've had a couple people ask me what it's like to be on the other side, so I'll be talking about that. I'll give you a daily recap of who danced, how it went, what my thoughts were, and finally, what I learned and what I'm going to carry forward and implement for the year ahead. So our Aractas season softly starts in April. That's when our seasonal classes start for teams as well as traditional set. And each of those classes focus on learning their team dance, whether it's a new figure or if we're changing their dance, their traditional sets. They move up the unspoken hierarchy of difficulty. They learn the steps that they need. And that's when our team and traditional set dancers are making the decision of whether they'd like to commit to going forward through to fall season. Our soloists are all training for nationals at that point in the year. And I have all of our dancers that are of that level train for nationals even if they're not qualified or attending. The reason I do that is we have a nice spring, early summer fesh season here in New England, and it helps them build up and peak for that season. Those spring season classes are open to any dancer that fits the criteria to be on a team or dance in traditional sets. Now, not all of them ultimately decide to go forward through to the Arachtas for lots of reasons, but I feel it's important for them to be able to get what they need and learn what they are ready for, even if they aren't interested in competing it or committing to the fall season necessarily. In that spring season, our teams started with a parent meeting going over what the commitment would look like for our four hands and eight hands that wanted to go forward through to the fall. And in that spring season, we work on unifying the steps, getting our new team kids started, and like I said, learning a new dance or a new figure if they need to. The teams themselves are not actually set 
until later in the season or in the early summer. We had lots of variety in our traditional sets this year and each group was learning a new dance. So while it wasn't an easy task as a teacher to balance out five or six different sets, it shows the different variety of levels that we had going through the traditional set process. And personally, I love that we have traditional set as an option in our region to give dancers that are not quite at championship level a taste of the Arachtas and lets them be included in the process. As we move towards the summer, Obviously, all the kids have off from school. A lot of families go away or just enjoy having some time off. So over the summer, we have summer camps, and each level has a week that they are going. And as part of the Arachta's commitment at our school, you have to attend summer camp if you're going to go forward through to the Arachta's. And I love that method because it really helps us get together, sets the tone going forward, pushes everyone to do their best, and it turns on Arakta's mode from July. And I feel like from that time on, everyone is really focused on what they need to do, and everyone has a really clear direction about what's expected and what they need to do to perform their best. At summer camp, we really focus on drills and having strong technique in all their different dances, not just their Arakta's ones. And our champ dancers really go all in on setting out their conditioning for the next few months, getting clear on what their big weaknesses are, and also getting clear on what obstacles they may face in doing their best and trying to be proactive in preventing those things from happening. I love to bring in guest instructors to help with different supplemental areas, whether it's a different cross-training method, diet and nutrition, different conditioning options that they have to increase something they're lacking in, whether it's strength and flexibility, whether it's turnout, hip mobility, whatever their particular weakness is. Then we all come back in the final week of August, where the fall season is officially on. Things are really starting to heat up. Our champ dancers are fine-tuning and peaking for stamina. At that point, their technique and their drills are pretty well solid and they've worked on those things and we're really just working on piecing everything together and polishing performance. Our traditional sets are cleaning up the final little details and working on their presentation skills. And finally, our teams are working on dancing with their actual team members and their partners, getting used to kind of the finer details between them as team members adding their walk-on and walk-off, and polishing for the fall fesh season. We're really lucky that our region offers a lot of good opportunities for teams to compete in advance of the Arachtas so they get that stage experience that they really need. So that's a brief overview of what our training looks like leading up to the Arachtas. Now I want to go into what the teacher's perspective is, both in the training and at the event itself. So in training, I keep a very watchful eye on what I'm seeing. I give real-time feedback and I compare what I'm seeing to what I should be seeing in our training plan. I have fine-tuned a training plan over the last few years that works really well for us. And now I have the experience to look at what I'm seeing on paper and comparing it to what I'm seeing in real life. And then I'm able to make adjustments, whether we're a little bit ahead or a little bit behind. So 
that's one area that is my responsibility as a teacher to keep us on track. I always operate on honesty. I feel it's my job to let the dancers know what I'm seeing. And I'm one of the people that gives more critique than praise. And not every dancer operates well under that. A lot of dancers, if they're still not really confident with their dancing, need a little bit more praise. But the praise isn't what's going to get you your results. You need to know what your weaknesses are, what your faults are, because that's the same thing that adjudicators are looking for. So we treat every fesh like practice for a major. We're not chasing certain placements. We're looking for improvement, what the small wins are, and ultimately just getting dress rehearsal experience for the big event at the end. We have a fesh requirement for the Iraqis. We're, again, lucky in New England that it's a small region geographically with lots of different fesh options. And the reason I have a requirement is it gives each dancer and their parent plenty of experience with every aspect of their performance. Especially for first timers, whether it's traditional set or teams, there's a big learning curve for the parents as well. And having a fesh requirement works for us as it lets everybody kind of sort through the mud before we get to the diamond at the end. The hardest part that I find as a teacher is managing dancers' expectations. At summer camp, one of the things we do every year is set our goals, whether it's their realistic reach and you know, kind of fall short goal. And we also look at their lifestyle, how they're going to implement changes and make a plan to set them up for success. And along the way, sometimes we lose sight of those original goals. I do my best to bring us back to that. But it's really hard to manage expectations as a teacher. Dancing is something that is very important to these dancers' lives. They spend a lot of time and they sacrifice a lot in order to do it. And of course they're there because they want to do well. No one is going into the Iraqtas hoping to come in last. Everyone's going in with that hope of making the recall, even if it's not super likely for them. And add that to teenage emotions and all the things that go along with being a competitor. It's really hard to keep reality in check. And the thing I like to do or the way I like to set this up for them is that, yes, we're peaking for the Araktas, but ultimately we're looking at the season as a whole and we're trying to improve our dancing. So whether that means you place at every single fesh and you fall short at the Araktas and don't meet your goal, it wasn't for nothing because you've improved yourself over the season. And the other way around, let's just say you didn't have a great season, but you pulled it out on the day that counts. We can keep in mind that although your season as a whole wasn't what you hoped for, the win is that you were able to perform under pressure and pull out your best performance when it really counted. I'll get a little bit more into the complexities of this when we talk about Saturday's Araktas for my school. So let's get into our daily recap. Over the course of the whole weekend, I brought 10 soloists, 18 traditional set dancers, and five teams, and that was a total of 31 dancers. This was our fourth Araktas as a school, and last year was an exceptional year for my school. 
all of the results were really, really good. And I went in not expecting quite as spectacular of a year. Something was just we had that golden touch last year, and I am realistic enough and have been doing this long enough to know that sometimes it just doesn't go that way. So on Friday, two of our soloist dance and all of the under 11 and down traditional sets. So it was all the younger age groups. I feel like this helped the day feel pretty lighthearted as the soloists that danced were very experienced. So they were very cool and calm. And then all the traditional sets were just so excited to dance. They're under seven, under eight, under nine, all the way up to under 11. No one was stressed out, the kids or the parents. So it was a really enjoyable day despite some of the lower points. Almost all of the traditional sets recalled and the ones that didn't handled themselves really well. The big upset was one of our traditional set dancers made a uncharacteristic mistake, which was unfortunate because although it was well covered and the rest of the dance was really good, I knew it was enough to keep her out of it. She broke my heart a little bit because she knew it too, and the tears of just disappointment in herself just made me melt. She had a really great year and was really hoping to cap it off with a greater octas. The other traditional sets that didn't recall, I could, you know, I could understand that as a teacher. And although neither of our soloists recalled, they came back and supported their friends at awards and have bounced back just fine. So, That is important to me as a teacher too, as I feel that the things that come around the dancing, like supporting your friends, having good sportsmanship, are just as important as the result itself. So even if you don't recall, I would much rather see you come around, support your friends, and understand that it's one day and it's not the end of the world, rather than not support your friends and be too caught up in your own disappointment to kind of see the forest through the trees. So overall, Friday was a very fun day, actually. It's never nice to wait for the recalls and hear the list or even kind of hope at awards, you know, listen for the countdown. But all that said, it was enjoyable. And as a bonus, awards even ended at a reasonable time. Now, Saturday, I knew even just looking at the schedule that it was going to be our craziest day. All the rest of our soloists were Saturday, so that meant there were eight solo dancers competing, as well as all of our under 12 and up traditional sets. And the way our Araktas is set up is the traditional sets, at least most of them, dance in another building. So the layout isn't the most teacher-friendly as far as trying to run back and forth between the three different ballrooms within one building and then over to another building to watch the dancers over there. So just getting everyone's hair and makeup done in the morning was stressful, but everyone got it done. Everyone looked great. And it was another great day for traditional set recalls. Unfortunately, I did miss a few dancers over in our other building, and we had two of our soloists recall as well. The vibe of the day was definitely more intense on Saturday, and I think that goes with the dancers being older. When you get older, I feel like you have more expectations on yourself because you have more experience. You know going in kind of where you stack up amongst your other competitors. Obviously, everyone is hoping for the best possible outcome. And in one age group, We have a lot of on-the-bubble dancers. 
They're dancers that on their best day and under the best circumstances absolutely have the potential to recall, but they also aren't such standouts that they're going to automatically recall. Not that ever such a thing exists, but you obviously have a delicate balance as a teacher because you know that they have the potential, you believe in their potential, but you have to have the perspective of knowing that realistically, nothing's a guarantee. And it's very hard as a teacher to tell someone, hey, you know, you might not recall, so don't take it too hard. Because you want them to have the confidence to believe in the best result as well. So the best thing I can do is remind them that it's not about the outcome, it's about the process, it's about the season as a whole. But of course, they're going to be disappointed when they don't make the recall, which is what happened for the majority of them. So Saturday was a pretty long, exhausting day, both physically and mentally and emotionally. But we were ready to all turn the page on Sunday for all of our teams. A lot of the dancers do both solos or traditional set and teams, although it's not a requirement Everyone gets to choose whether that's the right thing for them, but a lot of dancers did have to quickly turn their attention to their team. So this was our second official year doing teams, so we still have a very young team program, but we had some encouraging results last year in our first year. Last year we had four teams with one recall and all the rest were very close, so it was something that I wanted to continue building this year. And in our region, we have a lot of really strong teams. So that's great in that we have a lot of awesome teams to look at and see kind of what the best of the world is doing. But it's also very hard to break in with a young program. But we're going to keep at it and see how we do. The day started off with our under eight little babies who had come a very long way since team class in April. Their transformation was nothing short of amazing. And... I think I lost a lot of hair or turned a lot of my hair gray working with this team, but it was completely worth it. They were all first-time team dancers, all are in beginner or advanced beginner, and they were total wild cards in terms of what might happen on stage. If you guys have seen JJ Hester's video of his under-8 team, number one, if you haven't seen it, please go watch it because it's so relatable. And two, this is something that very easily could have happened to this team. They danced third in rotation, and they looked pretty good. But I wasn't able to watch the rest of their competition and had no idea how they'd ultimately fare against more experienced teams and with teams that have dancers in higher levels. We were delighted that they ended up recalling and not only recalling they placed in the top 25 percent of their competition our under 12s were the next ones to dance and they did look good they had a pretty clean run although they battled much more experienced teams i always see teams that have been dancing together since they were under eight and have been together for much longer than these guys have and our team battled a little bit of messy handwork and some slightly different styles amongst the four of them. I think that's the one thing that really stood out to me about my teams this year is just the work that they need to do on unifying every single movement. So they did not recall, but they had a great time. Our under 10 girls team was next and they are the best of friends. 
They have a team name that they really run with, and they are totally committed to their cause. They were determined to make the recall this year because they were one away from making the recall the year before as under eights. And they also had the mission of helping two of their teammates come home from the Raptors with medals. They unfortunately did not place in their traditional set, and they wanted everyone to come home with something. While there were great parts of their performance, they had a little bit of line trouble and some energy differences with their hops. Their performance on stage was a huge improvement from the year before. The year before, they drifted from one side of the stage to the other over the course of the dance, and they ended up being three out of the recall this year in the older age group, so I'm still ultimately very happy with how they did. Our mixed under 10 team was the next one to compete, and they're the only ones that had a subpar performance for what they are used to doing. They had really built up their consistency and were really hitting their stride, and unfortunately they didn't have their best dance on the day that it counted. They could have been much cleaner with their positions and more uniform in their handwork, and they were the only team that I could say with certainty when they came off that it wasn't going to be their day. And despite that, they finished three teams out of the recall as well. So they actually ended up scoring a lot better than I thought they would, which was a great confidence boost for all of them and for their their team program as a whole. So finally, we had an eight-hand team that was our big project this year. We did have an eight-hand last year, kind of just to throw our hat into the ring, see how it went, start to see whether an eight-hand was something we could work on going forward. And we had enough committed dancers to really go all in on an eight-hand in the hopes of placing high enough to earn a ticket to Greensboro. While there is no official team qualification criteria, you just have to dance at your Arachtas to earn your team a spot, my personal criteria was that they had to place or be one or two away from placing in order to justify the trip to Worlds. They did work really hard to prepare. They looked better each week leading up to the Arachtas, and they were a much stronger team than they were last year, which was a great improvement. Unfortunately, we did have a hand slip on one of the opening rings and had a few spacing issues. So up against so many other talented teams in our region that have a lot of experience behind them, they didn't place high enough to attend the Worlds this year. However, they were a stronger team, and I feel much more confident as a teacher in putting together an eight-hand and presenting them for competition. So now that you've heard the recap, what our training looked like, now we get to the important part, which is the analyzing and reflecting on what happened and figuring out how to move forward as a leader and as a teacher and helping guide all these dancers forward. I personally love attending majors as a teacher. I find it recharging in a weird way. Obviously, the weekend itself is really exhausting. You're emotionally spent, but it's a great way to keep on the pulse of what's happening in the Irish dance world as a whole, and the standard continues to rise at every major I attend. And this is great for the sport, and I feel like it's great for the development of the dancers, and it's important for them to see the standard rise too. The Oroctas is really the only time that the dancers get to compete against the majority of the region. I won't say all, even though we know that it is mostly all of the dancers of their age group. And 
it's a great way to reset what where they stand amongst their competitors. Obviously, it's one day and it's one performance, so it's not the end-all be-all, but at the same time, it's really interesting and valuable data to have. Our solo results this year were a little underwhelming. As a teacher, I still feel we're doing really well in the stamina and endurance department, and that shows me that the training plan is working just as it should, and I should keep using it without a whole lot of change. And that also carries into our seasonal conditioning, that that shows that it's working really well and that no real change is needed there. I feel that our opens in particular need to push themselves to stand out more. While their execution is great and the choreography is working, the dancers need to crack down on eliminating their weaknesses completely and showing off their standout strengths to be more of the whole package. Our prelims and opens came out about the same in results, so while that's a great compliment for our prelims, the opens should be setting themselves apart more. So I'm looking into opening an opens-only class for the purpose of developing those strengths and giving them a little bit more time to really dig down and work on some complementary pieces of choreography for them. We'll continue to work on this as we transition our steps over too. I've created pieces of choreography, little slots that could be customized for each dancer's strengths so that they can really go all in on that and really start to show it off. I'm hoping that that will help bring our solo results kind of back to where they were in our standout year last year. Our traditional sets had another great showing. Last year was exceptional. This year was pretty great too. We did have a really great recall percentage there, which shows that the basics and the trad set program is doing really well. I personally felt as a teacher that the variety of traditional sets was a little problematic. I mentioned earlier on that we had a lot of sets, five or six sets going on, and to me that made class feel less efficient than I would like. I know that all the dancers got everything they needed to work on done. I don't think that anyone was compromised by the variety of sets, but in the future I plan to either split that class up so that there are fewer sets going on in each class or limit the variety so that the class can drill more efficiently. Our teams, they're still developing, and like I said, it's a very competitive region, so I'm really proud of where ours are at for being only our second year. My hope is that the dancers and the parents can continue to believe in the development of the program as you have to play to win. And the back-to-back years of having a couple placements is both encouraging on my side, but also could be seen as discouraging by the parents. And they were close to the recall. And to me, that tells me that things are going okay. We're going in the right direction. We didn't have one exceptional year of team results only to bomb out this year. The consistency there is really encouraging to me. So those are the things that I'll be working on. Like I said, unifying every element of the way they're executing their steps for teams, continuing to get better as a teacher, fine-tuning and polishing the teams so that hopefully next year we can have more teams break into the recall, get themselves over the line from being just a few out of the recall to breaking into it. For all my other TCRGs out there, I hope listening to this reflective process has been helpful for you, and I hope that now that everyone's a few weeks out of their Araktas, that you can do the same with clarity and not the emotion that's tied to 
you know, results right after they happen. So reminder that you can jump into the Facebook group. We will have a thread related to this episode that you can hop into. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash TCRG to CEO. You'll have to request to join the group, but as long as you fill out the questions, you will be approved. We like our listeners. We like to engage with our listeners, and it's a great community over there. You can also connect with me on Instagram at CourtneyJ underscore TCRG, and you can apply to be on the podcast, guys. I would love to start doing interview shows, and I have an application to be on the podcast on my website. You can go to CourtneyJTCRG.com slash podcast. There's an episode application there where you can tell me a problem that you're working through and I can kind of coach you through it on the show. So we also have another guest that's going to be lined up to talk about the grade exams, which I hope will be helpful for you guys. And I love putting this out there for you. So thank you for supporting the show. If you feel like screenshotting your listening and putting it on your Instagram story or your Facebook story or some way to kind of spread the word about the show, it would be greatly appreciated and I will see you next week. Well, I won't see you, but I'll be out there next week with another great episode. Have a great holiday and I will talk to you soon.